Come on, get it together. Jenny's here. Just... We gotta act like we have self-respect this week. coming to you from inside the walls this is episode 88 fools assassin chapters 21 through 24 and i'm rachel a rereader i'm Alyssa, a rereader i'm jenny and i'm a rereader i'm eli and i'm a rereader i'm ashley and i'm a new reader and i'm joey a first time audiobook listener okay corrections omissions and announcements announcement it's worm week what <laughs> For fans of for fans of worms, it's a very very good week. Dune comes out this week. So I hope all of our listeners go to see Dune so that I can get a part two. <laughs> Seems a little off topic. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> no, it's great. If you like Robin Hobb, you will uh, like Dune. The, it's the life the cycles of the the worms and the dragons are kind of similar. Yeah, it's a little interesting. I feel like we could make some some actual parallels, but I like the idea of just saying they're the same without any explanation, (laughs) because that's clearly not right. But you should go. Just think of it. Just think of it as your your Patreon support. (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure we can garner the garner the support (laughs) to get a new movie made. It's up to us. <laughs> I was forget I was land. We're just going for a Dune sequel. I'm just looking at. Uh, I was looking at pictures of uh, Denny. They were doing interviews today, and I was like, "Does that look like a man who knows that he's making a part two, or a man who knows that he's not making a part two? Oh my god! <laughs> so why would over-analy- he? He would know already. I don't know. I don't know. No one knows. It's torture. Anyway. <laughs> We saw it. (laughs) Rachel and I saw it. Yeah, we did see it. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to more on topic uh, things. Uh, In mail, we do have uh, mail from Jess from London, who um, I think think this is all non-spoiler, so I'm just going to read it. It says, Hello, Bucky Radio. I wanted to send a note to say how much I love your podcast. In the words of Annie Wilkes, I'm your number one fan. Okay. I'm reading along with you guys, and I intend to stay pace with my listening reading, but the books have me so hooked I often zoom through them, working really hard to make sure I don't catch up with your recordings, as I wouldn't be able to bear having to wait a week for each section. I mean, I can barely keep up with our recordings, so that's fine. Wait, did she say Annie Wilkes? (laughs) Yeah, from, uh... The lady that breaks ankles? Yeah, that lady. Misery. From Misery, yeah. Misery, thank you. (laughs) From Misery. (laughs) <laughs> got it you you didn't hear no, my brain didn't. make that connection as i was reading sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um uh do, 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 do. i'm currently uh, at the last few parts of fool's fate this is my fourth reread of rote and i'm the proud owner of a what a tangle t-shirt which Yay. everyone regrets asking me about as i launch into a long explanation of the life cycle of a dragon <laughs> Thanks also, for my stuff. Um, 
uh, Jess from London will be happy because this email came obviously from some from an older episode um, because they mentioned that we were talking about Benefer and how it's funny uh, to hear us speak of it as a past event last year because they're back together again. And we know this is a topic that we continue to cover on Buckheap Radio, only relevant topics here. So I hope you enjoy that when you get to it. <laughs> Uh, and then a compliment for Alyssa that says, I especially love the way Alyssa speaks her chapters. It comes across sometimes in a really poetic way, like I'm listening to someone recite poetry. So, Ain't cool. that the truth? Um, Jess also says that we should read Wheel of Time maybe for our ne- for our next project, if we have a next project. Um, I've never I'm, read you know, I'm a fa- I've, I've never read, read it. it. I'm a fan of Wheel of not, Time. Not like super pumped about the idea of reading it. <laughs> Uh, I read a book and a third, and then I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, haven't read it. No, no plans ever to read. <laughs> I just I, know there's a boy that flips a coin, right? At the that's at Matt, the... isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I know there's a gambler. A generous amount of horses. Well, and I'm... <laughs> I'm just simply too allergic. I can't read it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can also just watch the show that's coming out in November. That I will attend. Uh, probably even more allergic. Um, Joey, uh, you have a story about being recognized in the subway. Yep, we've made it. Um, Buckheap Radio is famous, which is why we shouldn't change our name if we continue the podcast. <laughs> we um, we are famous now. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through the story um, real quick because it, it was a very brief encounter. Um, I was on my way home from the studio on on a subway platform at Penn Station and somebody comes up to me um and this was like must have been a sports night because there was a lot of people in jerseys around so I was just like kind of like oh like like I was kind of on high alert because you know like people get sports people ew sports people they get kind of like we are about stuff like doing but about but about sports and so they were, there was a lot of people out there drinking and stuff. And um, But then then somebody walked up to me and says, hey, don't think this is, please don't think that this is weird or anything, which is like the best thing to tell anybody on a subway platform. That's like right before somebody licks your cheek randomly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it hasn't been the first time, but this was the most pleasant. What followed it was the most pleasant thing um, following that statement. Um, which was a gentleman came up to me and said that and then said, but keep radio. And I was like, I just kind of had like a man, what, like what, what is happening uh, moment. And, um, and it was like such a brief encounter. He gets on his train and I wasn't getting on that train. I was getting on a different uh, train. So, and he just kind of flashed a copy um, of, of fool's assassin at me. And, and I was like, "Oh, you're you're reading." I was like, "Thanks for listening." And then that was pretty much it. Um, and then I was kind of like, "Oh wow!" And of course, I immediately texted the whole group, and I was like, "This thing just happened." And um, like, we 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 talked about it. We were like, "Man, how many listeners in New York do we have? What are the odds?" Started doing New York math, and um, but then like later that e- I think it was later that evening. I got a, an Instagram text from uh, none other than Natal Chaos, um, who is one of our longstanding fans um, of the podcast. And he said, he said, hey, you know, by the way, 
Uh, sorry I caught you off guard, but that was me uh, out there, and I just wanted to say hi. Um, and then he reminded me um, that that he was he was the subject of a of his wife's video that was sent to us some time ago. I think must have been during the Dragon Books or maybe <laughs> even before. Same person. Same. Same. Yeah. yeah. That's and funny he was shit. he was the one in the video. Um. Listeners who do not remember that, um, and shout out to Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan's wife had uh, like an Instagram story. Uh, which was just a video of Jonathan walking back and forth in his kitchen, <laughs> just ranting and raving about oh, yeah, the life cycle of a dragon. <laughs> and then, of course, like the camera slowly pans to her face, and she's just kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably a thing that happens often and for many hours. And I have never related harder. <laughs> so I am often the person wandering around talking about the life cycles of giant animals that don't exist just today in fact (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was pretty that was that was was cool cool. it made me think man like you know remember how uh game of thrones uh you know when it started you know we met a lot of each other at the at the moot uh before fire and lunch Mm -hmm. was even a thing um and i was like man i almost wish we did have like kind of a drink meet up at uh, you know somewhere i mean new york isn't a bad place but I was like, man, we're all kind of coming together right now, though. <laughs> and headed to we could call it a skill meeting. A, a, a skilling. skilling. A skilling. A skillet. A skillet. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, I mean, Rachel looks at our downloads. I don't know if we could justify, justify it. But I mean, who knows? Maybe we just need to kind of hang out together and whoever shows up, shows up. I mean, we did it with MootCon back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. It People worked did out. Some. Was that a... People came and no one tried to, like, murder us, so it was Whoa. great. Shocking. That's always a plus. <laughs> was that, a, like, a, a large percentage of the people who showed up, were they listeners? To what, MootCon? Yeah, yeah. Or was uh, or is it just because it was, a like, a Game of Thrones thing when game yeah because we because we cross posted it we would cross post them so i don't know if it was i mean definitely people were listeners like I mean, it's definitely people who knew of us so like because otherwise they wouldn't have seen it yeah and we did other so- things besides the the pod yeah um, i mean i guess i showed up so, so. <laughs> you got at least one <laughs> And... I mean, who wouldn't want to come play pin the dagger on Jon Snow? I mean, it's just good, good time. Ah, that was at Stitch, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the Stitch, so, and it was yeah. during New York Comic Con, wasn't it? Yep. That's why yeah, it was we called That was a good night. Yeah, we would do the moots yeah. for, during that. Uh, I don't know. Listeners, tell us if we should do skillings. Um, what did they call the, when, is it like, when they call for skill users, was that just called like a skill calling? The Trump trademarked. <laughs> um anyway that's it that's all we got for news uh remember you uh should go watch dune and now it's time to start are you just gonna do that throughout this podcast (laughs) what is it what's it called chapter chapter 22 we're ready to start (laughs) chapter 21 is joey's i believe yes yes um Chapter twenty one. I think we're down to like briefer chapters, which is kind of interesting. They're... No, this is just the inhale. Don't worry. Okay. Well, <laughs> they're not too. It was a not... breeze to read through this week. It was yeah. Shocking. The section felt sh- abbreviated, but 
Um, so chapter 21 is called The Search uh, for the Sun, or uh, as I call it, Forever 21, um, because of one of the subjects, um, but also Interior Decorating Edition. So this is if Forever 21, prior to its bankruptcy, actually sold uh, interior decor. Um, so we, we start the chapter with an excerpt from Lady uh, Celestia, and I feel like I've heard that name before, but I don't, I don't know. Um, but it's her guide to manners. Um, to be a proper lady coming into a new domestic domain, you must challenge the shit out of every interior decorating choice to an extent that it is really just arbitrary. At the end of the day, you're just pissing on cushions like a cat. Um, basically, this is my now fuck off. Um, oh, and like, you know, be weary of any dude saying, but this is how it's always been done here. And then, you know, refuse sex if challenged further. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, of course, back at Willie Woods, uh, Shun has caused a stink about the color of the room she was given, which we are informed was planned according to the colors of the rainbow by order than none other than Hala, late lady patience. And you got to do a fan snap because it's just like, you know, rainbows, <laughs> you know, awesome. Um, so let's be reminded that uh, Shun is in no way not the lady of the house just because she's being allowed to stay there. Don't know why everybody's kind of doing the most to, to to help her out. I guess they want to make her feel welcome. I don't know. But um, Fitz takes that opportunity to spend some money and clean up the old schoolroom since Lance coming to be the new scribe, tutor, schoolroom teacher. Revel agrees wholeheartedly, but it comes off as kind of sassy. Like he's kind of like... It, sh- it shall be done as if it should have been done. And then Fitz kind of sullenly, later Fitz sullenly skills to Nettle and asks permission to spend some money. And Nettle's like, um, it's your fucking house. Why are you asking? Uh, by the way, treat Lant well. He's gotten the, the beating of his life. Okay, thanks, bye. Bee's now sort of avoiding Fitz lately, uh, which Fitz has not gathered is because Shun is pissing on everything. I mean, uh, redecorating <laughs> Willie Woods. <laughs> Fitz had to order up a wagon uh, to buy so much stuff. Um, so get in, Revel. You're going shopping. Oh, and you you have a side project. Please spy on all the, the, the town and, and, and take in its gossip and report back. Um, Fitz ponders... Riddle, not Revel. Riddle? Yeah, Riddle went on the trip. Riddle went on the trip, really? I thought Riddle mm-hmm. was back yes. at Bucky. Oh, okay. Oh, no. That's what I get. <laughs> Um, Revital. Okay, so Riddle. Riddle's going shopping. Um, Fitz ponders Butterfly Cloak Girl and who her killers had been. Um, could he uh, take B with him to sort of search out the killers on like an away mission? And that's just, you know, the usual full ass dad thinking again. Um, and then Fitz skills out to Shade, uh, who is was more than happy to hear from him, which is kind of sweet. And Fitz asks him a favor, and Shade is tickled, and he sees it as a game, and Shade's bored, I guess, you know, because this is like the highlight of his day. Um, and Fitz explains he's looking for the sons of three women, um, and he doesn't doesn't explain why, of course. Huntswoman Laurel, we all remember her. She was the hot camping companion from a previous trilogy um uh garatha yeah again i don't don't know how that's spelled uh the fool's childhood companion and i don't even know if she was mentioned in the early childhood companion is a stretch yeah she was a servant at fuckkeep (laughs) yeah she was a maid yeah okay uh the fool's maid um and then joe front of course (laughs) no (laughs) 
She was a maiden, but keep she was not the fool's name. <laughs> she does show up in the Tawny Man trilogy. She, she was awful. a girl about his age, and he was nice to her, and she said... She I don't was, remember what she said, but she she had she the had hots for him. Yeah, and she had a she, crush. Yeah. She gave him flowers. Yeah, okay, I remember. I remember the flowers. And the fool thought it was Fitz. Yes, I do yes. remember the flowers. That's the whole. Um, that's why. The whole that's the only reason that Fitz knows who this person is because <laughs> once, once the fool thought that he got flowers from Fitz, and Fitz was like, "Why would I give you flowers?" How about oh, how God. about this? Let's not relive it. That was awful. <laughs> so, so I obviously listen to a lot of audiobooks and you know even though I have perfect comprehension I don't always get everything in the audiobooks so maybe you guys could just skill to me while I'm listening to a book <laughs> to tell me everything that's happening that I've missed um, okay that would be helpful because I apparently miss a lot um, and then finally the third is Joe friend who we've talked about. Um, but the math doesn't really work out uh, for her because um, her kid is, like, too old and shit. Um, and then, uh, but and Shade's like, well, I'll get back to you um, after r- running through his Skilladex because um, he's got he's to check out his spy contacts. Um, so, well, uh, Skilling f- uh, fits hopelessly sort of uh, nearly drowns himself this is weird this kind of happens sort of at the end of the chapter and it's like oh by the way Fitz sort of almost killed himself in the skill um of course while ruminating on none other than his dead molly uh but before he lets go nettle uh catches him in the act which i kind of imagine is kind of a little awkward and is like Fitz, you know like dream wolf stop um and then she berates him proceeds to berate him Via the skill, obviously, uh, and Fitz says this really weird line. He says that he aches for your mother. I ache for your mother, uh, which is kind of a weird thing to say to anyone. Um, and then after the <laughs> after the skill beating for your that she puts Fitz through, she um, she uh, she she's explains to him that basically, if uh, you know that ha- were to happen, if he were to let himself skill himself into nothingness um she would close up willie woods leave him drooling in a corner and take b with her um and that's you know like just when you get out to like you know threats you know that you've got kind of a healthy father-daughter relationship um and then by the way fitz p.s you're a bad dad riddle said so could you please clean b up she looks neglected even if she's actually really smart um come on you know you only have the one child um, which I thought was kind of like a little bit of a dagger to the ribs. Cause like, you know, Nettle's kind of their kid, kind of his kid, but, um, Fitz, uh, Fitz is now his head hurts from skilling and Nettle, uh, via raw skill implants the most obvious notion ever, uh, that B is jealous of Shun because she's been peeing on everything. And then the chapter ends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Oh. Oh I would like to go back to this idea that Fitz, Master Assassin, is... Joey, stop it. Hmm? Stop what? That noise. Stop making that noise. Yeah. No one else heard it. Uh, I, would like to g- I would like to go back to this notion that Fitz, who is a Master Assassin, um, is trying to kind of like suss out if anyone in town is aware or looking for the... Um, the the sun and so he just sends out uh riddle to gossip a little bit 
I, I mean, I get that Riddle has those skills. Like, he, you know, he worked for Shade. But isn't that, like, the most obvious thing that he could do? Is, like, send a guy out from Withy Woods to start asking these kinds of questions? You know, you never... He sent Riddle. And Riddle's not from Withy Woods. No, but he's there a lot, and he's going to be in the Withy Woods wagon with, like, buying stuff for Withy Woods and, like, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I thought that there was more less obvious ways to like you know like to be secret about it instead of just walking into town and being like anybody hear any prophecies maybe he put chalk <laughs> in his beard yeah <laughs> i mean fitz has never been like a truly great master assassin so this isn't shocking to me also like riddle doesn't have any powers he doesn't have the skill he doesn't have the wit so he can't like observe as because i feel like fitz takes it for granted how he how he's able to observe people on like very deep levels without knowing them because he can he can sense them not only as an animal but does he ever use that power though because i feel like he doesn't i don't know I think it's part and parcel. At least like not, in these, not in these later years, I should say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he no, does he it does without it thinking. It. Yeah. He's doing it. I think it is both part of how pre- people perceive him as more talented than he is, and also how people perceive him as maybe dumber than he is at times. Just in the, <laughs> the fact that he's becomes like really pretty incompetent when he's like just trying to figure out what his senses are telling him and he can't suss it out right when he's off in his own head for like 10 minutes at a time actually i mean we don't really know how long he's off in his head but like long enough that people recognize that it's like are you what are you you staring at a wall like 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 <laughs> I mean in that sense riddle might be better cuz he might just actually pick up the obvious things instead of yeah. just being like let me complicate this in 20,000 different ways instead of actually just being like oh that's That's it. true. That's true cuz riddle is not without his own talents. His you know people find him trustworthy. He's good at conversation. He's not scary. He doesn't scare the shit out of everyone he meets. <laughs> doing the death look you know that Fitz supposedly has his dark his wolf snarl his resting bitch face (laughs) you know I think Fitz may just be you know you know like um what we do in the shadows it's like vampires that have just lived so long that they've they're just fucking weirdos that's kind of how I read that's kind of how I read Fitz and Shade now both of them that they're just kind of like just they're they're like they're so detached that like obvious things that they should be doing or should do, they just don't do. Does anybody else watch that show? Some some, I, some yeah. of that I think has Thank to you. some of that I think has to do with the fact that like he view they both view other people not as complete individuals, but as pawns, pieces, things to influence and move around or obstacles. Like unless you know if you're not in the inner circle it's almost like he doesn't even recognize you you know if he doesn't have any kind of like direct relationship which is why i thought it was interesting that when he came up with the list of potential people that 
that the fool could have had children with, it never even occurs to him that it could be someone he doesn't know personally. <laughs> That's impossible. How many years has it been? <laughs> like, he doesn't think about all of the people yeah. that were, like, in Bingtown. Yeah, the, like, 15 years during the live ships, and then the, like, 25 years since he's last yeah. seen him. No. He's like, it must be these three people that I know know me and the fool. And that's it. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, Shade, sick your minions on these three innocent people because I've got beef with them because the fool talked to them once. <laughs> and that's not okay. Like, <laughs> insanity. Insanity. That poor maid. That poor maid. <laughs> Her unrequited love, and now she's got people trying to... She's know. got, like, all these kids in the walls. You would think that if he actually, like, had a kid the normal way, it would be more recent, because Fitz would never have known about it. Because maybe the, exactly. the fool would have actually shared it with him if he had seen him. I would have and immediately written a letter to Jack. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's already forgotten about Jack. I have he just blocks Amber out entirely. Amber's like, yeah. yeah, he's like, Amber, Amber what? Huh? No. Weird. He's doing math in his head. Thinking about Amber. It reminds me of Ned Stark when he's like looking for the heir, the the like his bastard, you know, the bastard kids, and it's like, really, like, <laughs> it's, it's like not. Oh, the the king's bastards. Yeah, I'm like which bastard? There's so many bastards. The king's bastards. Yeah, um, the king's bastards. Paul, I can't the, remember anybody. The, the brown hair, brown hair, brown hair, fair of hair, black of hair, black of hair, coal of eye. <laughs> I don't know how jeans work. Detective Ned Stark, back at it. Joffrey's son, black of hair. <laughs> <laughs> Joffrey's oh, son is, is is called Fitz Fool. <laughs> Fitz Foolish. Not related. Fitz Foolish. Fitz Golden. Fitz Foolish. What a cruel name. <laughs> They're not like. There's one coming up that's pretty nuts in the next chapter. It's like <laughs> Lady, like a flexible or something else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have to look at it. Um, Lady Limbar. It's Queen Dexterous. Queen Dexterous. Dexterous. <laughs> Queen Able of Tongue. What? Oh no. That means that she doesn't have any arms or legs. She's really bad at yoga. I think that the ache for your mother quote, by the way, Joey, is meant to be romantic. I ache for your mother. I don't think it's meant to be it's creepy. graphic the way that you um, No, dude, I didn't imagine it to be graphic. Thank you very much. I just thought it was fucking weird. I, I mean, in what universe can you say that to your child? Like, I ache for your mother. That's dead. I don't sure think that's like heartache. Yeah, like I don't heart, think that's but appropriate like, at all. I, but like, my heart aches for your mother. That's like I miss. My her. heart aches for but your mother like would have been speech. better. I ache for your mother is just weird in any fantasy. Of, I don't like it. Heart is implied. I don't like it, Fitz. The Joey cut of this book <laughs> will have it read. I miss your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I miss your mommy. <laughs> Oh, 
Um, okay, so what do we think about Sean? We know she we don't sucks. like Sean. But what do we think about how Sean is conducting herself? Because I think you're right. You know, she is not like, yes, she grew she grew up well and she is used to fine things. But it is not as if she came from court. So why does she suddenly have rank? She don't. Because they let her? It's just like, afraid of women. Yeah, yeah. because she's, she's, she's the oldest woman rank. in the house, I guess. I don't know. Nobody said no. And <laughs> like... And Fitz isn't telling her no, so they're all just like, "Well, if Fitz, if she's acting like this in front of Fitz, and he's just watching it happen, I guess it's allowed." Yeah. And this is why, if you have an asshole on your team, you should fire them. <laughs> that that sounds like, like a, uh, yeah. like a projection. <laughs> yeah. 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 A little bit of projection. <laughs> <laughs> they bring the group down. I think he should be forced to like hide her as a kitchen maid or something so that she's more inconspicuous and then Oh god, all their dishes are But dirty. that would make her like more conspicuous because she that she would stick out so badly as a kitchen maid. I know, I you just want to force her to do manual labor. Make her wear you know rags. The end of Ever After when uh yes. when uh when they're dying everything and she's like you're just as low as me. <laughs> Nobody, just throw her in the die vat. I love that movie. It's the best. Movie. It's a great movie. Um, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I can't wait for uh, her to fall down a set of stairs, or I mean, she already <laughs> cried at a cat in the wall. So, what more could she? It was and on a ghost, the gall of her to think that she can just change the way that Lady Patience wanted the house. She wants to make the house less gay. It's not okay. She can't just change the colors. Right? There's already so little like sapphic representation in these books that it's, it makes me furious. I do enjoy that Fitz lives in a house with a rainbow suite, though. <sighs> It's a whole rainbow house. It's like from one end to the other. I know. It's, it's great. <laughs> it's the first time he noticed. <laughs> He's like, oh, I like it. Feels like me. <laughs> Wonder where that thought comes from. Oh, well, probably nothing. <laughs> probably nothing. Wolves are colorblind, you know. Um, all right, so that was uh, a lady, Sean, and Riddle going to town. Did anything else important happen? Nope. Oh, I thought I did think it was nice that when he he's like, "Hey, um, uh, Nettle, I'm going to spend some of your money." Well, I already spent some of your money to redecorate the house and make it nicer because this place is kind of a dump, and I haven't really been using the money to do anything. And she's just like what the fuck are you like i don't care yeah. like it's a she's like do you remember how it's a ruse that this is all fake <laughs> that this is actually yeah. your house he just wants to have a paper trail exhausting to have him as a father he's forgotten he's <laughs> he just wanted to talk to her yeah no he wants to forget that he's got all of these he, he he wants his past to be thoroughly behind him. Yeah. At this he point. just wants to go live in the woods. Yeah, he wants to like, go back to the dirt floor cottage. <laughs> With the uh, one skin window. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One skin window, my favorite alternative band. Yeah. Nice. It'll be our first album. <laughs> nice. First of many. One skin window. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you think, I mean, obviously Woody Woods does not have skin windows. It's probably I'm sure glass. it has glass because it's very I think fancy. they mentioned glass. And we were so like, bomb. wow, glass. That's very Bington of them. It's just Sorry, me they say Bington. trying to make that window for Cedric. Bang a time. <laughs> they say Bington in the audiobook now, and it's not okay. I don't care. It's not okay. That's, I won't stand Bington. for it. I won't stand for it. Bington. Bington Abbey. I mean, unless they say, yeah, Bington Abbey. Unless they say it with like a very heavy southern accent, I don't allow it. I disallow Bang it. Bang a time. Bangton. 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 Yeah. <laughs> you smell like, oh, <laughs> smell like oh shit. Well, speaking oh, I of... hope he's doing well. I hope uh... he's doing well. Oh, uh, yeah. You want to bring us into chapter 22, please? Yeah, horseshit is a great segue. My chapter is called Perseverance or Horse Girl Part 2. We open with what is presumably a letter from Riddle to Nettle. It is covered in wet blotches that obscure the text, so we as readers can only assume that he was crying as he wrote about how pigeons can only carry tiny letters on their tiny little legs. (laughs) (laughs) I miss bird mail. Bird mail. In this chapter, B is learning that sometimes plans change, and she continues to learn that people forget about you, especially your dad. There's a lot of commotion and activity in the manor, and it's not just the supermarket sweep. Rachel's landlord take note. They are taking apart the wall because there's a problem, but listen, then they are putting the wall back. (laughs) B goes to... He goes to visit the stable since her riddle riding radventure is cancelled. And there she meets her horse and a stable hand named Purr. It's here. We're saying Purr? Purr? We're saying Purr. 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 Persever- they say Pear. They We're say Pear in the audience. I, I, I say Pear. Perseverance? I say Purr. You say the word Perseverance. Perseverance? I don't know. I say perseverance, but the nickname I say pear. Ooh, it's fine. We accept all pronunciations. Pear. Pear like a cat. Shirt for pansiered. Pansiered. A stable hand (laughs) named Pansiered. It's here. (laughs) She learns that in her father's true fashion, her horse's name came out terrible. (laughs) Her name is Dapple. But here around these stables, they call her Pris. (laughs) What? you actually spit? Look... Yeah. She's going to have you to clean me. that up later. <laughs> yeah. I just won't look at it for several weeks. Oh. Just like Fitz. <laughs> B looks at Purr and says, your name sucks too. And we learn that Purr is short for perseverance. B goes for a little pony ride with Pear leading the horse around. <laughs> 
bee leaves and goes to think of all the horsing around she's going to do tomorrow while she plays with her chameleon cloak up in a birch tree and gets in some good people watching and I wish we all had bees itinerary. A man rides up and I'm going to read his attributes to you and you're going to tell me what kind of character archetype he fits. Are you ready? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right. Knee-high boots. Loose, dark hair to his shoulders in ringlets. Two silver earrings in one ear and a redstone on the other. Smells like violets and the spray of the sea says R. <laughs> Future boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's hot, Bee whispers, and the man looks directly up at where she sat invisible. She's saved by the butler who comes to greet him, fits vigilant, Bee's new tutor, ex-pirate. <laughs> Once he's inside, Bee abandons her hiding spot, slips inside the kitchen pantry, and finds the little scrawny, feral motley cat. And Bee shows him the ropes and tells him the rules and promises him more food, and the cat is chuffed as hell. <laughs> Bee suggests naming him, and he tells her to get wrecked and purrs himself to sleep. So, Rachel, <laughs> last week when you were getting your cats confused, right? This, this was hashtag why. spoilers, this worst test ever. <laughs> you ruined the cat I messed up the cats. I spoiled the cats. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't wait to listen to this episode. <laughs> I, you know, it was I enjoyed the picture of, of silver here. But yeah, who is this? I think it's from Black Sails. It is I don't watch Sales. it. Oh. I just found this by happenstance, very luckily. Well, it's a great this. show. Watch it. <laughs> um, inserted into our document is a picture of a pirate, and in, it says in closed captions, peg leg thumping softly. <laughs> he also looks very tired. He just, yeah, he looks... He Does looks like beaten? He looks like he's giving up. Just like so, it's a good show. Yeah, people a, watch a it. new a new problem that I have with uh, the current year that it is and reading this book is that when I read about perseverance, I picture a Mars rover. So <laughs> it's just a Mars rover Accurate. tacking up a pony, leading the pony around, just with a cockneyed you know. accent. Yeah. <laughs> the Mars perseverance leads a pony around Mars. <laughs> it's bigger wow. than the pony. This is its retirement plan. It's nuclear powered, you know. Wow. It's got you know big Wally energy. Is it dusting off like Mars like dust, or is it pulling straw off its head? Well, it lives at Withywood, so I assume it gets a bath every day. It's straw. Straw it is. <laughs> Perseverance. Does that mean he's going to give up immediately or live up to his name? I guess we'll see. It's a 50-50 shot. GBD. <laughs> what would Queen Dexterous do? <laughs> <laughs> Queen Dexterous. She couldn't even touch her toes. We know. <laughs> she was secretly a contortionist. You don't know. <laughs> oh uh i you know so pris uh excellent name for a pony 
you know, and smaller. So, so that bee doesn't have to feel like she's so high in the air. Just a small evil pony ready to teach you how to eat shit and drag your ass around the ring. And, you know, everyone always wants a pony. And let me tell you, that's no faster way to die. Right. You are a racist. Is... Yeah, you're a horse racist. <laughs> Ponies are mean and smart. Maybe it's a fact. You offended them. And so now they all hate you. And it's a horse racist. Thing. Horsist? You're, yeah. Do you, if you want to fall off, get on a pony. That's all I'm saying. Somebody's Maybe falling off a pony. You weren't supposed to. Save a horse, yeah. ride a pirate. Oops, I hit my mic. I'm sorry. If you want it to sound good, it's got to be like right next to your mouth and then you're punching it the whole time. <laughs> It's yeah, if Rachel that. had it her way, if Rachel had it her way, your face would be like strapped to the microphone, just perfectly distanced. Then I get yelled at for being too loud and sitting too close. It's like the, it will. There will never. My voice is not made for a microphone because I project. I'm a child of the theater. You you, <laughs> you can't win. Sorry. We get we can get you one of those um you know those little forehead mics that they wear on Broadway. Oh yeah, the little dingleberries. Yeah, the what? uvula mic. Yes. Yeah. Wait, what? And on Broadway, in you the mics now they sit at the very top of your forehead like a little jewel, what? like the like, like you're what? an anglerfish. It's just like yeah. the child, like sounds... um, what's her face from Neverending Story? It's Empress. Empress. Oh my it's god, that like sounds Empress. terrible. But they're skin. They're like flesh toned. So uh, it's and so if you wear you a wig, it like tucks underneath it. But no, it's like it very distinctly oh, dangles yeah, on sure the It looks nasty. That. It looks pretty nasty. It looks kind of gross. I get. They also have mics that you can strap around your throat, and it like picks up the vibrations of your throat. That's, that sounds a little too kinky for me. Broadway is kinky. <laughs> I don't know if they use those types of mics on Broadway. I have no idea. I just know it exists. Don't know it, why though. It look, doesn't look like a uvula. It looks like something else, and I'm too, I'm not going to say what I think it looks like. Oh, a no. miniature testy? <laughs> no. Oh, oh I know. Oh, I know. They what look I'm weird. I get you. I can't even look. They this look up. weird. <laughs> it's okay. too perverse. Don't look. <laughs> I don't care okay. for this. Well, it's a good <laughs> thing none of you are on Broadway. <laughs> it's so gross. Uh, yeah, I gave it up for this reason, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they're leaking out of their head. Oh Something's God. leaking out. Oh, no. Talent. Like a very big sweat. <laughs> I call it it's my Bing Town. <laughs> oh Maybe my, my imagination is doing worse things. <laughs> Maybe I should look at this. It so, pr- it- so, so... Oh. Yeah, Rachel, you're yeah. gonna need to edit all of this out. Nope, leave it in. Writing it. lessons. We got look. We've got Damn writing it. lessons. Okay, we've got adventures. We're already using our invisibility cloak to spy and hide in trees. That's cool. I'd really liked and when she she is just like, OMG, this man is a hottie McTotty. She's, She's nine. 
Um, She's like you nine. start to have you start to have feelings at a young age. I'm sorry, my Dune chat is going off. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be present. Focus, Rachel. Focus, focus. Joseph, walk to the other room and take whatever technology she's <laughs> using. Take her, <laughs> take her devices, all of them. Wear every piece of armor you have while you do it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, she's not making friends per se, but she is master of her domain. You know, she's in and out of the house. She has cat minions. She's she in the tree. Minions. She's, she's feeling safe because she can be invisible. Like, you know, she's not necessarily adventurous. This is more of, um, this is the type of heroine that I feel like I would read in like a late eighties, like low fantasy novel. The hell's low fantasy? The opposite of high fantasy. Magic. It's like lowbrow fantasy. It's like it's pulpy. It's it's not sophisticated. Well, they're not. They they're generally no not very epic. They're not very epic. It's like no. you know you have like a magic fantasy for poor people. It's just kind of eh. It's like it's there. <laughs> <laughs> people say oi. I just, I like that. She feels like she's written by Robin McKinley or something at this point. Like, she's going to have an adventure, but it won't be, like, a globe spanning. It will be, like, she finds offended by bars or something. Your rude statement about Robin McKinley. I won't stand for it. I love Robin McKinley. I have a copy of Beauty sitting on my bookshelf. The hero. If Robin Hobb and Robin McKinley had a fight. I can't believe that it's here on the sword for you when it should be the blue sword. I Why know. are you reading the prequel when you could read the main event? I'm just savoring it. Okay, after all these years, I'm not ready. <laughs> the original Harry. Okay, Harry Crew, the blue sword. There's horses in that. Oh, well, that'll, that'll let me open my Goodreads right up there. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying that it feels like she's about to go on like an Anna Green Gables type adventure, but with magic or find a borrower or, or something. I don't know. Coming like of she's age. in the walls of the house. She's got an invisibility. Yeah, exactly. Who's cutting things? Oh, you can hear that, Ashley. <laughs> Who's cutting <laughs> up Who's some cutting masking something? tape? What are you making right now? I'm making. I'll, I'll send it in the chat. I'm making a, a fabric flower to put on the bodice of my dress. I'm going to make a Ooh. few of them because I didn't get around to doing embroidery. It's just it's real rustic because you know. I'm so excited to see <clears throat> your whole costume come together. I mean, you've basically seen it, but... Well, in person. It doesn't... In the camera person. isn't really giving it what it should. Anywho, sorry. I'll try to... It's my pinking shears. They're just a little loud. <laughs> in this action-packed section of Fool's Assassin... <laughs> it's pretty... We have a riding lesson... And an intricate description of a man's earring. Mm-hmm. I think that fashion must come from Bing Town. The earrings, the pirate yeah, fashion. Yeah, I like that he's rocking it's, it's many come up. earrings. Oh yeah, that's yeah. hot. I'm like different kinds at the same time. And he smells pretty. How can she smell him from all the way up there? She's got the wolf. She's got a wolf scent. <laughs> Keen sense of smell. Plus, it's like, 
the first guy she's encountered in a while that probably doesn't smell like shit. But, like, I mean, he's been riding, <laughs> right? so, like, oh. did he spray before he, like... Yeah, but he took a bath in the last week, so... <laughs> oh, God, yeah, she doesn't have a the good... The standards are low. It's fucked that up. <laughs> and then she, like, smells him, right. and then she smells her own armpit, and it's not good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> she's nasty. We well, let's learn that. more about this... Let's learn more about this man. I'll move us on to chapter 23, which is another very short one. It's called The Tutor, or Damn, What Happened to Your Face? <laughs> so the intro to this chapter is from Fitz's journal and has big sliding doors energy and basically boils <laughs> down to, remember, you never know if the kid you traumatized, threatened to murder, and stripped naked that one time is going to show up later to teach your daughter arithmetic. <laughs> So, you know, the first episode of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, oh. when she shows up in town, is a lady doctor and all the dirty hicks spitting tobacco, riding their horses by and airing pies on their windowsills are all like, what in city soft hands tarnation is this weird big brain that's just showed up with the audacity to learn at us? How could and we forget? This is a situation that I think many a nerd has felt upon the start of each school year. Well, what's going on with Fitzvigilant, Lant or Lance, if you prefer Google? He has arrived at Withywoods with all of his shit on a mule, uh, which is, um, oh, he's in a nice jacket. He's got oiled hair, the aforementioned earrings on, and he's, it's probably a very nice mule. It's very dependable and athletic, but it's not exactly a stylish ride. Fitz, the aforementioned unwashed tobacco chewing hick, is standing in the middle of Withywood construction chaos like, oh, hey, while inwardly wincing at the bruises and broken bones that Lant is sporting from his beating. Um, oh, they beat up a soft, pretty nerd. Been there, man. So Fitz chooses this moment while thinking, this boy who I'm imagining looks more like sloth right now, since it sounds like his whole face got kicked in. He thinks, Fitz is thinking that he looks familiar, and I'm thinking, oh, it's probably because you owned a mirror once, and you know what a guy with a broken nose looks like, maybe. Huh. And he offers Lant a bath. So there are baths here? Lant thinks to himself and informs them <laughs> that he shall be teaching not only B, but the rest of the estate children uh, as well. Um, and this is probably fucked up Lant's imaginings because like there's a really big difference between kind of thinking that you're going to spend a few hours a day with one gentle child and then going all gangster's paradise with like the farmhand kids. Um, but you don't have a choice. So while Lant is refreshing <laughs> himself in the bath, that's a dangerous minds reference. Is that what we just yeah. did? <laughs> what <Yes>. year? <laughs> Coolio, watch out. <laughs> yep, yep. So while Lance is refreshing himself in the bath, Fitz goes about snooping through his things like you do. As this is Fitz's point of view, we know that he's very thorough, which I can only think means that he used his mouth. So... Lance is in possession of an array of fashionable duds, including good quality jewelry, much to Fitz's perplexion and dismay. What are you, gay? He thinks to himself. Surely a man at Buckkeep Court where you dine at night with the queen doesn't need more than two pairs of old jeans and a dirty white tank top? <laughs> Kids these days. He also makes sure that Lant doesn't have any assassin shit with him. And he doesn't. Not even a secret pocket. 
What he does have is textbooks and maps and illuminated manuscripts for teaching, which Fitz is impressed with, but he's also dismayed because if Lant was also going to serve as a bit of a bodyguard to be as she grows, this boy who clearly has been beat to shit doesn't seem to be a fighter. Poor Bob. Vowing to be his daughter's main bodyguard, which I feel like he already was, Fitz finishes going through everything Lant owns and then goes off to find B to tell her that she's gone to school. So welcome to Withywood's Lant. Absolutely no one here respects you. <laughs> but a nine-year-old thinks you're hot. <laughs> I mean, that's got to count for something. Yeah, that's a, that's a little <laughs> self-esteem boost, right? <laughs> now you always think I'm hot. How old the is Lance? Thinks I'm hot. <laughs> like fifteen. Uh, twenty. He's that old. Twenty-one. Yeah. Wait, hold like on. 20. So he was like a boy when he when he like observed the new. Uh, yeah, young... but B was a baby, and now he's B's nine. Be like nineteen. Now B's nine. B's yeah, nine. nineteen or twenty. Okay. All right. All right. Just doing the child math. <laughs> I just love this, like, Batman energy of, like, do you have an orphan that you don't know what to do with? Send him to Withywood. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Shade. I mean, here's the thing. Like, in my chapter, Shade was like, you will owe me a favor. I'm kind of like, mm, I don't think so, though, you know? Like, <laughs> it's like, it might be the you way around. You owe me, like, four favors. <laughs> it's like, I'm babysitting all your fucking brats. Can you imagine going on, like, what is it, like, a probably a four or five day journey if you're not if you're not doing like a messenger, you know, style journey from Buckkeep to Withy Woods, you have been shipped off with everything you own alone. You finally arrive and they're like, yeah, go take a bath. And then while you're taking a bath, which by the way, you need because you have been horribly injured and you're in pain and you just had to like ride a horse for four days. They go through all your shit. Yeah. But, it, but Fitz is, is sure to tell us all that, he would have never known because Fitz is a master assassin. It's true. He puts he, everything back just, just so. so. I just highly so. doubt it. <laughs> he just balls it up. I love talks it. about how great he is and he's probably just like blundering around. Like so idiot, when like Fitz is going through things. all those cl- like, when Fitz is it. going through all the clothes <laughs> you really think that Fitz can put the clothes no. back? Nope. <laughs> not, not this kid. Although I would laugh if he could actually do that for other people's stuff but not his own. <laughs> I think that would also be just as good. It's like Lant comes back and all of his shit is just shoved into a bag in a ball. And he's <laughs> Nothing like, to see here. Uh... Fitz is like, something wrong with your bag? <laughs> the thing is, like, he knows who Fitz is and he knows like what he would be doing. So he'd be like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, what's he going to do? Nothing. I mean, it's funny in this, in this section because he's like, oh, he's going to pretend that this is the first time we've met. I'm like, well, you are in front of everyone in your house so it would be a little weird for lant to be like hello Fitz you strip me naked i am the, f- <laughs> I am the child I remember that fun time when you stripped me naked to check for assassin tools isn't that good good times remember when you traumatized me and i woke up screaming every night for five years yes and, and and like fitz is like oh he's doing this because of his ego i'm like is he or is he just you know being normal because you have a big secret he's kind of the anti-fits a failed assassin well, with pretty well, hair hold on. and I babes 
I mean, he's clean. He dresses well. He he knows how to pack well, clearly. And he he was no brute, which Fitz was a huge brute. Remember his axe yeah, no, wielding this is, days? He, like like Lant is the lead of the boy band. Yeah, he's like he's not the K-pop the group the band. He, he's not the he's not, not the punk the bad pop. Boy yeah, in he's, the back. he's not the punk. Yeah. It's not Black I mean, Flag. Was Fitz at all a confident assassin? Like, who did he actually kill? Besides, like, forged people. And Fitz? people in war. <laughs> I mean, he does go on several, like, legitimate missions uh, when he's, like, a, a middle teen. And, like, he, he kills that one lord yeah. who's, like, trying to rebel. Yeah, he goes out on the seas. He kills he's that got, one like... woman who's also trying to rebel. Yeah, he's got a body count. I mean, this kid's probably not killed anybody. No, I think that's why he was fired. That's he why didn't he's not have the apprentice anymore. Yeah, he, he didn't have it in he him. He couldn't kill. Which, you know, that to me that means he's probably a nice person. You know? Like, and Fitz oh, is just you, like, you are not a gonna, not going to be a good bodyguard. You're not going to be a good bodyguard. You're not going to be a sociopath enough. You didn't bring a bunch of tools for killing people, which I would definitely have killed you for having in your shit as you <laughs> arrived here. No torture tools for <laughs> kids these days. It's like, okay, so fine, let's switch it. Let's say you find four knives and some poison. And, you know, like, you find stuff. He nods and he's like, You're marching cool. to the steams and ripping his head off. But he You're also, there. he seemed like, I don't know, when he said there didn't have anything, he almost seemed like a little disappointed that he didn't have anything on him. So it's like, well, which one do you want? Yeah, he wanted like, to go to the steams and rip his head off. Yeah, he secretly wanted to destroy him. What, why do you, what does he have against Lance that he's like... He was almost his replacement. It's like I hate you. He does have some weird jealousy of anybody who. Well, Rosemary can go eat dirt after him. So that one's that one's yeah, fair. He does especially hate her. I mean, she probably definitely rose further than Fitz in the assassin field. Oh yeah. But I mean, I don't. I don't think we should be like saying that Fitz is a totally failed assassin like no, i think if he, I, I think don't... if anybody went into the field of being an assassin and did what he did they could consider themselves like oh yeah i did like a good job and i retired at the age of 20 i guess i just don't know if i consider him a master no I yeah i don't think he's a failed assassin i just don't think he's a master i don't know he's if mediocre. what i consider i don't consider him an assassin i I mean, I guess just like a, a down and out an guy assassin? who happens to kill people. Like, what? A, I mean, he's more like a cleaner because, like, let's like let's he's not a down. cleaner. Like, a real... He actually does the killing. Cleaners just come in afterwards. But but she's well, saying the, them, the professional he's... cleaner definition, which is the killer, not the the killer. I, I know what the... you're saying, Ashley. You're... The cleaner is somebody who comes in after the killer. They're like a... no, I he just paints painters. walls. I thought that was the people who painted. <laughs> I don't. I'm not really up down with the mob lingo. The changes. <laughs> he paint. I'm just saying that like Fitz. Fitz is like the kind of assassin where it's like you fucked up and I don't care who knows. But this guy, it's like he's the juggernaut. Like, you can't <laughs> stop him. You can't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's never he's never gonna go down. Whereas like an, uh, when I think of an assassin, I think of someone who's going to slip in and out, unknown, kill. No, that's with fair. No one knowing. That's fair. Like, there are different kinds of assassins. That, he's he's like he's like Dean, the Chalcedon assassin. Yeah. And you're like that. That's what that would be 
It's someone yeah. who slips in and like puts Chelsea poison Dean. in your drink and then yes. watches you suffer and oh. laughs at you. <laughs> right, somebody who can get away Glad with it. Whereas like one. Fitz, Fitz <laughs> is never gonna get away with anything. It just so happens that he never leaves any witnesses or he just like runs away so you can't arrest him. It's not like no one. <laughs> he's like Guillermo. He's, from he's, 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 he's he the, makes uh, a big the, scene. The statement. But no one's assassin. alive to see it. You you if you want the, if you want it done with a little pizzazz. You call Fitz. <laughs> but, like, who did Fitz successfully assass? Uh, <laughs> yes, that's a verb. As ass? Yes. The fool, if only. <laughs> I mean, again, there were several, besides forged people, he did have some several legitimate political targets yes. before he was disgraced and exposed. So he did kill those people. And... Yeah, I guess yeah, all the good, all the good, all the stuff that he did well, we just sort of glossed over because it wasn't interesting. He's more like really good at surviving. Like he has like big John Wick energy for me. Like it's like everyone's after him, but they just can't kill him, and then he kills in self defense. You know, like yeah. ever ever since he's been you know exposed. Like, I think that's... he's good at killing. I just don't associate him with like. I'm gonna go in and like be stealth and like do this thing. Right. Yeah. He's more like a Fast and the Furious hero. <laughs> yeah. Unless, he's like, he's somewhere between Dom and John Wick. I don't it's think like he's the, quite uh, John yeah. Wick. John Wick's a little too capable. I think he's the professional. <laughs> if you've seen uh, Natalie Portman's uh, right. best role, right? So yeah, that's that's what I called him. That's why I called him a cleaner because that's in the professional. He calls himself a cleaner. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That was what that's I was what referencing. We, just, we just watched it. Um, I'm because he's also like he can be good and no one knows what he's doing, but then he can also you know blow up a building and jump out a window. You know, like it just depends on what's going on. Yeah, assassin's just too narrow. <laughs> does so much know. more he should hire a professional to help write his resume for sure <laughs> <laughs> i think shade's setting him up to be like bat dad and he just he's like i retired you're before like you're you the new shade yes you're the new shade. <laughs> he's like i'm not though he's like the reluctant new shade he's about probably about the age shade was when we met shade in the first trilogy yeah it's horrifying <laughs> How the fuck old is Shade right now? You a thousand. Guys? Is he like a hundred? He's got to be a hundred. He's, He's got to be. Yeah. He's a lean, mean. Or was he like thirty? This is like Burrich. Remember when we first met Burrich? Because Fitz is like six. You think that Burrich is like 50, 60 years old, but Burrich was actually thirty. He's like thirty-two. Like, right. Like Shade was the is the king's brother. Like no, he's he's old. Older. He's like in his. I think he's in. A, I think he was well, in his early sixties or fifties. Trude was like in his late 50s when he died right Shrewd was like 50 right. 60 when he died and that was and like and shade was older that was a long ass time ago that was yeah. like that was close to 40 years ago i would say that shade probably doesn't know how old he is <laughs> he's never gonna tell we know that much yeah <laughs> fabulous years i old. mean we know people can can extend their lives with the skill that's clearly what he's doing oh for sure that what, it's what kettle did isn't it yeah, well, Kettle was like 300 or something crazy. She was fun. She was great. I miss her. <laughs> miss Kettle. Keep it going, Jade. Characters that we wish would just kind of walk back into our lives. Kettle. Kettle's one of them. I mean, we got Night Eyes back in some capacity. I'm sure that, like, 
kettle can just sort of appear in the skill and be like, Fitz, stop being dumb. Play the stones. <laughs> it was weird that Nettle stopped him from skilling himself away when that would have previously been a Night Eyes thing. It feels like he's kind of without Night Eyes suddenly. Would Night Eyes have done well, that? Yeah. Because Night Eyes hitched a ride with B. Yeah, Night Eyes. That's what I mean. Is it's like he, she, it's like it's like his custody of Night Eyes's ghost has been transferred over to B. I mean, basically, yeah. The um, I, you know, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since <laughs> Fitz has had one of his overdose episodes or like his yearnings. Um. It felt like ever since he was healed, that one skill healing in the last trilogy and um, Night Eyes' death and also him recovering a lot of his memories from Girl on the Dragon that he hasn't... I mean, he skills, but he doesn't have the... the he's not the, constantly, the, like, mainlining elk bark anymore. Right, and he's not doing that. He's healthier. He's able to resist the, the draw. But this time, he wasn't. But I think that's because, as we noted at the beginning of this, he's not really using the skill too much. He's using it a little bit, like whatever his latent ability is. But he's not using it all the time. And lately, he's been using it a lot, very deliberately. And I think that has opened him up. He's been through the portals a couple times. So. Mm. Again, using the skill is bad. The more you use, the more you use. The more you need to use it. Just like drugs, kids. Drugs. Unless you're doctor. So it's like instead of dare, it's scare or skill. (laughs) They need a skill for a scare program. What does dare stand for? We were talking about this the other day. Drugs actually. Drugs against rare elements. Excellent. Drug awareness. Drugs. And Reagan, rejection. All I know is you did dare when you were in fifth grade at my school, and the year that we finally got to dare was the year that they changed from the iconic like black, red, and white shirts to being like a heather gray (laughs) with like neon like. Oh no! It was like neon paints bladder colored letters in like hot pink and green and whatever and it was so ugly and we were all like fuck this shit we wanted the good shirts <laughs> we're gonna do drugs <laughs> i'm gonna say yeah, yeah I it's like you fuck this better. i'm gonna go do some hard drugs right now we're some heroin <laughs> fuck I looked, I looked it up it's drug abuse resistance education Ooh, how were we oh, supposed God. to remember that drugs are really excellent all i can remember is that they had a cop car that had dare on the side of it did they bring Tax out the suitcase of drugs for you? No. Oh yeah, you got to see real drugs. Oh yeah, no, you didn't know what the no, real no, drugs no. looked it like. Was like you a didn't believe that. Showed you the drugs. I have no recollection. Of I did not get to shirt. see a suitcase of drugs. I. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I I'm telling you, we got the was... shit under the stick. <laughs> I I saw the drugs. <laughs> I saw the drugs. I saw the suitcase. <laughs> I had I had a, I had the most comprehensive. I think dare. we also had to watch like a terrifying video of like car accidents. Um, that I had to like... watch in high school. They made us watch. Said, I thought that was just driver's that was ed. Terrible. Yeah. They yeah, made us watch ed. it, and I sobbed 
hysterically the entire time. (laughs) And I cry over, like, everything. Like, I did not stand a fucking chance. And I remember we watched it in my home ec class. And afterwards, the woman who came to present the video, (laughs) she's from, like, Moms or whatever the Moms Against Drunk Driver. Mad. That's what it is. So she was from Mad. And she came up to me and she's like, I'm... Moms are She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, did something like this... Did something like this happen to you and your family? She's like, I'm sorry you're so upset. And I'm like, no, nothing like this has happened to my family. I'm like, you just showed us, like, very fucked up shit in this video. Just you just actually traumatized me. response. Yes. But she, like, the driver's ed one was just like, the train oh, always wins. We, the train oh, does The train does always, does always win. We watched a lot of weird stuff that I don't think they would show to kids nowadays. Yeah, I've seen a lot of bodies for someone my age. It was, I just remember being, like, very graphic. Like, you saw everything. It's like, all right, that's what brain looks like. Cool. Yep. Scare. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thankfully, Fitz doesn't have to go to Dare. He just has to uh, just hear that siren call of the skill calling him whatevs and i guess i guess nettle is part of mad or whatever dad daughters against drunk (laughs) someone please draw a picture of nettle farseer in a dad shirt dads uh, for daughters against drugs daughters against dads that's what it stands for right now i'm not working on anything because i got yelled at for my scissors (laughs) sorry (laughs) um these are very short chapters i mean that's it should we move on to our last chapter let's yes that means i can't draw (laughs) sorry think about the order of the chapters that you call next time okay (laughs) (laughs) decide when you want to be drawing (laughs) All right. Chapter 24, Settling In. Uh, The intro comes to us from Skill Mistress Solicity, describing the ideas of both holding in your own thoughts and not letting anyone else's thoughts drift in. Um, Fitz is finally learning some of Bee's habits because he's quite sure she's in her little spy den and demands that she come right out. He wants to talk to her about her tutor, letting her know that he's... Uh, not going to be up for starting her lessons for several days, which is just fine with B, as she explains her fears that he has come to kill her instead of teach her. Uh, she also lets slip that she knows all about the fact that they're farseers, and Fitz realizes he finally has to have this conversation with her. He tells her that he's always going to protect her, and their family is just her and him, even if they have to keep taking in all of these strays. Fitz is keeping his walls up so tight that he is actually able to hold her and hug her and B finally feels safe and loved and isn't that nice too bad they can't just stay here forever uh Fitz also has yet another revelation that he's neglecting her and you'd think that the first dozen times he's announced this would have triggered something (laughs) making a change but maybe this time will be the charm probably not 
Um, we'll see about that, but at least B promises to brush her hair every day, so that's basically slapping a band-aid on the situation. Still, she cleans herself up and they have a nice dinner, just the two of them. And then the terror that is shun returns, with more clothes and things for her suite than B and Fitz think she could possibly need. And B is back to entertaining herself until her lessons begin. So she can use her horse riding lessons with Perseverance, not Per, because apparently that's a dumb name in this world, as opposed to, you know, his father's name, Taller Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Perseverance tells her that they might have to reschedule their lessons because the scribe has come to Withy Woods and his dad said he had to go to school. But he's not thrilled and neither is B. She doesn't want to go to school with all of her bullies. Per says that his father told him that it proves that Fitz is a generous-hearted man, but then proceeds to fill her in on all the juicy gossip around Withy Woods about how everyone thought that things would go bad once Molly died because she was the only one they thought that uh, kept him in check. And they also don't think much of Shun and think she's just come to have an easy life, so they're spot on with that one. (laughs) (laughs) They're spot on with both of them, honestly. (laughs) Uh, B is stunned into silence. Uh, B is stunned into silence, so Purr just continues on without reading the room, telling her that the staff was pissed about being up half the night with Shun, and her ghost, and is upset for at Fist for freaking out about the bed bugs. But like, hey, that's a real concern, okay? So you know, leave them. <laughs> <alone>. <laughs> Fuck you up. Um, more flashbacks. Uh, but they're surprised he cares so much about the bed bugs and B because at all because he lets her run around in clothes that would better suit a cobbler's boy. How rude. Um, so B is all tell me who said these things, and Purr is like, uh, sorry, Lady B, I should go take care of your horse and then basically, please. Um, and B, who has adopted way too many of Fitz's clothing habits, uh, stained is not dirty, right? Decides that if she wants new clothes, she just needs to take a page out of Shun's book and demand them. So she goes off to confront her father and finds him in the yellow suite, caught at the tail end of a trading spaces makeover project with teammate Revel. And B is shocked, concerned, pissed that no one thought to include a secret entrance into the spy network. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have some lovely images here of people disappointed by their uh, home makeovers. <laughs> oh, no. Remember when they glued moss to that person's house? It was awful. No, the best was the older, the a little bit older dumpy couple, and they were like, don't touch our fucking fireplace. And then Doug did touch the fireplace. And the woman was so upset, she's like, I have to go. I have to leave. Amazing. I mean, that's what you're watching for. Everything Hildy did was oh god, she should be arrested. Upsetting. Um. So anyway, B has to pace on a fake smile and tell Revel that his complicated wardrobe and cushions are perfect before making her excuse to leave and run back to her old room to rescue her most precious possessions. But they're not there. Fitz then shows up and realizes such a big surprise may not have been the best idea and tells her that he did save Molly's candles and some other things for her. However, he has made the gregarious mistake of throwing out her blue blanket, and as somebody who obsessively carried around a blanket as a child, ironically called B, I can believe he should have asked. He's a monster. Um, She punches him repeatedly in the chest with her tiny little fists, and Fist just sort of takes it, so she gives that up. Uh, He tells her he's just doing his best, which is definitely not good enough. On the bright side, he tells her he's going to take her to Oaks, Oaks by Water for a few days for a winter clothing shopping spree and to get some new boots for riding, because yes, he does know about that. For now, though, she just really wants her stuff back. Uh, Rachel also you had know, a blanket growing up. 
Was it called B? Because no. mine was definitely called It was called, called Miss Piggy. No, it was, it was, it was oh. That is somewhere around. It had the it had it's, the it had all of the Muppets on it. It was actually a pretty awesome blanket. It is uh, ten feet to my left. I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> <about>. <laughs> it's in a box. In yeah, it's not on the bed. But I know, <laughs> but I know where it is. How much of it do you have? Is, is it like a ten ten inch scrap or something? Because I remember it being pretty. Yeah, it's it's it it looks like really gross rags Aww. in a bag. Yeah, so. mine was like a threadbare like creepy looking thing that had like it, but it had like a silk border, so it was really soft to touch and like play with. And I used to just carry it around everywhere. And then I had a replacement blanket just in case it got lost. Because my brother used to hide it. Oh. He hid it in, in our like little tykes kitchen oven once. Oh my god, he tried to I cook your blanket? <laughs> and I just screamed my head off for, you know, forever. And my mom tried to give me the replacement blanket. It just, it was not the same. Every parent's Miss worst Piggy nightmare Bay. is losing the, the one yeah, beloved. Losing the thing. <laughs> well, yeah, so Miss Piggy very helpfully shredded herself into many pieces so that I could have a piece of her with me in many different locations. So, what? Yes, yeah, as, as my blanket definitely ended up being just like a random scrap. There's yeah. definitely like a an ornament I made like an angel out of a oh. popsicle stick and part of the blanket, so it's like my blanky angel. It looks. Terrible. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> really <laughs> cute. <though. laughs> that's really cute. Though. I did I did have some um, big velveteen rabbit uh, energy in this scene where she's like, "But where are all my things? The things that mother made yeah. me and like you know." I do like how she's like, "How dare you let me feel this pain for even a second? You should have fucking told me." She's 100% right. He's such a fuck-up. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand yeah. what he was doing. He was just in beast mode, and, like, like I got I cannot allow my daughter to get, like, eyeball-eating worms. Sure. <laughs> That's not necessarily the problem. It's, like, the communication, again, is really where the breakdown yeah. happens. Like, yes. I mean, at least he told her they're going on the shopping spree. You know, which right, but progress. nothing they can buy. Molly, I mean, these are things that Molly made. And for I her. want. Like... No, I know. I'm just saying that he's not springing that on her like the day of. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I do want a shopping spree montage, though. Like, oh yes, I want to see the dresses. I want to try on the shoes. I want to go through the whole thing. Or I like that her boots are just like cracked and like splitting She's... on the sides. I mean. I can relate because my boots are also like that, so I shouldn't really talk. <laughs> but, you know, I have to say that, like, people with old money often don't look like they have money. So maybe maybe Fitz is just, like, classic royalty, where it's like, we're just going to walk around in rags. We It's fine. We don't need anything nice. This is not a formal occasion. And, of course, it's all of, like, the servants that are like, you guys look... But bad. they're, like, gray gardening it, okay? And, like, it's, it's getting to be a bit <laughs> he is much. like, I, I put this on three days ago. It's got stains on it, but stains aren't... Doesn't mean it's dirty. That means it was dirty, like, you know, three months ago, and now, now it's, it's just part, part of, of it. it. It's fine. Well, but she's like, but somebody else doesn't <laughs> yeah, know this is an old pattern. stain. They think it's a fresh yeah. stain. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I do like that she has is at least learning from Shun's behavior that you can just demand your due. 
like whether or not Shun deserves it, they still comply. They're, you know, <laughs> remodeling an entire suite. So I did think it was all B has Oh, to... go ahead. I was just gonna say all B has to do is, you know, demand demand whatever she wants. As she should. Why not? She'll get it. How about she needs a little Malta in her. She needs a little <laughs> Yeah. Well, she needs it's not so much about demanding what she wants. It's like you have actual needs and they're not being met and you should speak up for yourself. For sure. Yeah. Well, right, because B's not asking for hats and gloves and shit. She's like, "I need a bath." <laughs> I'm like, like I need her shoes. So not, her shoes can talk to you. Like... It's like, "All right, it's time." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did also feel bad as she was going through all of like the list of people she was going to have to encounter now that like all of this she has stuff to go was to happening and yeah. she's just like oh my god i'm gonna have to interact with so many people oh, on a daily basis this i would have been fucking pissed <laughs> she is so right to be like fuck this shit especially like i get like the other little kids that haven't been dicks to her yeah okay like let them in but those three motherfuckers oh hell no ain't but happening. she hasn't told anyone right yeah, and I, I would change that i would march right up and fitz would be like all right let's go kill him they ain't coming to school. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that's I think B knows that on some level. And she's like, I can't sick my father on these little kids. I don't know. My I, hold a, I hold a mean grudge and it's it's a tit for tat situation at this point. I mean, every person on this on on this estate thinks that Fitz is going to go full murderer. That he that that he's that the only thing keeping him from just being like you know off with their heads if you look at me wrong was that like Molly was just going around taking care of everything so no one had to interact with him. <laughs> it's a fearsome reputation that doesn't come from nowhere. Because all he did was hide in his super secret study that he didn't let anybody in. But think about it. He's probably also projecting a little bit of the skill at people and he's always anguished and always angry. <laughs> oh, people just get sad around him for no reason. Yeah. He's like a like like a dementor, you know. Like, <laughs> I did like when chocolate. B was finally getting to sit on his lap because he held himself in so tightly, and she's like, "It was like sitting on a chair by my mother." <laughs> Weird. <laughs> she was able to hold me like this. That was yeah. nice. I just really hope that we don't have like a carry moment with the school kids of them like luring her in and then totally annihilating her and then it does lead to it like a full-fledged berserker mode situation or maybe i do want to see that i don't know (laughs) (laughs) b you now you now that you know that you are a farseer it is time to come into your genetic potential and here's an axe here's an axe (laughs) time to murder it's bigger than you. It's fine. Just there's only two kinds it. of farseers. There's like decent, sad ones that kill people, <laughs> and there's like foppy ones that are like mean and spend money. That's it. Like, hmm. which one is Shade? Uh, both. He's a little uh, both. Yeah. He's a foppy one that kills people. <laughs> <laughs> there's three kinds He's of farseers. <laughs> She just defies the rules. <laughs> yeah. Shades lived long enough to have a foot. It's in no the longer a farseer. It's a, 
false star. He's a well, false he, star. He was he was sad and killed people, and now he gets to be false. Yeah, and kill, and people. kill people. He's done the full transition. It is true. It is true. Okay, let's go into every episode prompts. We are pack character introductions and exit. That pirate. That good looking pirate. Fitz vigilant. Even though he's Lance hit puberty and he's back. A little bust. How old did we say? Did we talk about how old Fitz vigilant is? Like nineteen twenty. Nineteen twenty. Yeah. So it's time for him to like you know. I mean, I don't think personally. I don't think that that Lant has to impress me because I don't think that he was unimpressive as a child. I think that he was ill used. So I'm hoping that he can kind of start over. And yeah, like, I don't think he's an idiot fun. or a failure. I think he just didn't want to no. kill people. And I think that's a good thing. Which is fine. <laughs> really Shade's fault, really. I mean, how many how many young assassins has he fucked up with at this point? It's funny because, like, Shade doesn't usually misread people so, so completely. And he definitely seems like he misread Lance. Unless Lance's gonna show up on like day one and just start like murdering people, I don't. Maybe know. he'll kill Shun. He <laughs> that'd be nice. Whatever, Shun is gonna with... pounce on that guy, and then he's yep. gonna lose her mind, and shit's gonna go down. It's gonna be drama. <laughs> we also got perseverance. We got perseverance. Tallest man. Who wants to he's be tallest, tallest man? man. Who wants to be... <laughs> But what comes <laughs> if he has a son? It. Then what are they? Tallest man, junior, super tall man, DBC, super Kamehameha tall man, tall tall man, ultra superpower, taller tallest man, Voltron tall man, taller tallest man. I like perseverance. I like that B has a friend her own age that doesn't suck. He might not be of the same class as her, but he's not stupid. And he's going to learn got... how to sign his own name. And he's got decent parents. He doesn't have one of the shitty sets of parents. So we'll see. Uh, animal assists. We got a new cat. Nameless cat. Cute little guy. Stripey cat. Doesn't want a name. His name doesn't is Barney because he's a barn cat. Uh, how well, presumptuous also, of you. We also got careful. The oh, yes, potential careful. new maid. Yes. And the horse. Is this oh, the Chris, first? Yes. Do you think that careful and B will become friends and she'll have like a confidant? Probably not. It de- depends. <laughs> I mean, careful's older. Depends on if yeah. uh, She's like 15. the naming is proper or the inverse. Yeah. I mean, B is already planning all of her escape routes, so. <laughs> I think, or she'll at least just be clean now because she Maybe. has someone to take care of her shit for her, yeah. which is nice. Because we know Fitz can't do it. Yeah, she needs a maid. Uh, fashions from Jamalia. Well, we got some fashions from Buckkeep. Fitz. Fitz Vigilant showed up with his array of clothing. The earrings. And earrings and jewelry. He got boots for days. Lots of colorful embroidered fabric that Fitz feels like uh, (laughs) a man does not need. (laughs) 
And I am here to tell you that that's toxic. And if you want to express yourself through your clothing, you can and should. You know, there's nothing wrong with looking nice fits. It's okay. You can also express yourself through rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can paint your rooms, paint your house. As we all learned in the pandemic, you can just just reno your way to happiness. Uh, Rolled maps, where are we? How did we get here? We are still in the woods, but it looks like... Looks like we are going to Oaks Bywater soon for a shopping spree. Oh, boy. <laughs> Will we, though? <laughs> what is the odds on on the on the shopping spree actually happening? I think it'll happen. I just don't know if, like, we're going to get to go. It's going to be a paragraph. <laughs> like, they went. They came back. Something's got to shake up this, this situation, though, so maybe we will. Well, speaking of, Fitz Misery has a moment. How much does Fitz suck on a scale of one to five? Five being the worst. I'd say like a two in this one. He admitted he Aww. was failing again, so I feel like we're doing okay. He almost fucking killed himself. This is a solid four. Yes, but he did start to think about somebody other than himself, i.e. B, and like made some strides there, so... I like how there are some things about Fitz that we just have to take as a given and they do not influence the rating yeah, in any way. he's killed himself again. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. That's how he is. So we'll just move that along. Um, and did um, do we have any B prophecies? Uh, how's B doing? Buzzwords? Anything? No. Just predictions. Predictions of her murdering Shun and or all of her bully t- uh, classmates. Murdering yeah. Shun. <laughs> I mean, if I didn't like someone and I was and I knew that there were special passageways in the house, I would torture them. I would be putting stinky shit in the wall. I'd be making noise. I mean, we're getting into like a home alone situation with her. We've got secret pathways. We've got a we've got an invisibility cloak. I don't know what's about to happen, but I'm 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 going to prophesize it's going to be home alone two or something. I mean, Home Alone 2 takes place in... Home Alone 1, fine. Jesus. It's still his domain. It's still weird, like... yeah. cute little pigeon lady. I would steal all her shit and cram it in the wall. I would just haunt her ass every fucking night. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, where's the cat? (laughs) (laughs) Now talk, right now. (laughs) She doesn't even... I would sit in the wall and just be like, I fucking hate you. (laughs) The question is, like, would Fitz ever, like, put it together that it was her in the walls tormenting her? Or would he be like, huh, maybe it is haunted? He'd be like, nah, it's fine. I ate her too. (laughs) Uh, Anything else that we want to cover in this section? I do, and I I know that not not too much happened. It was very light. Chapters were easy breezy. Uh, but we are entering the latter part of the book, so get ready for things to start moving more quickly and for more to start happening. Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts, friends. I drew a very small cartoon angry nettle. Hold on. Oh, send it in. <laughs> share it, share it, share it. Working on it. It's not very exciting, but you know, I tried. She's prickly. It's just a, it's just a cactus in a t-shirt. It's just a tiny little sketch. We're waiting. <laughs> I had to send it to myself. 
<laughs> Daughters against dads and dads on skill drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> Look how mad she is. It's awesome. <laughs> Great. I'll share this on the Instagram listeners so I'm that you can it. also see how awesome this is. Um, all right. If that is it for this episode, um, reminder, our next reading section will be Fool's Assassin chapter 25 through 28. We do have some content warnings on chapter 27 for animal abuse and scenes of death and blood. It's pretty graphic. Oh. So brace yourself oh, no. now i'm remembering exactly what happened <laughs> everything's yeah. fine guess i won't be reading words next week <laughs> yeah okay. uh, this has this has been bucky radio you can email us at bucky radio at gmail send us pictures of spiders tell us hello on the subway send us videos of you ranting about the life cycles of sea serpents i invite you to do and go see Dune for and go see Dune, please, <laughs> so that I can see part two of Dune eventually. They won't get this for another two weeks, but you know, we'll still take those. It's prime time. It's prime time. It by then, you can go see it. Yes. All right. You can find me on the internet at Darth Rachel. Oh, I was Alyssa. You can find me at alyssanator.com. I'm Jenny. You can find me at Faceless Spray on Instagram. Eli Chewy Bread Cosplay. I'm Ashley on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. And Joey, myself, at the Uncanny Robot. He's famous. Okay, next up is Spoiler. Or the spoiler, subway. Spoiler. Or the Penn Station <laughs> subway. <laughs> next time you have to pay $5 to talk to him. sail right by the horrible dog abuse scene hmm. yeah let's not even let's not even address and it or discuss it talk about we have one more episode until the fool arrives mm-hmm. Get stab crazy. hey how are you stab stab and i um there's like a fun note that it's not fun at all. I don't know why I said fun. There's a note in the narrative where Fitz says to himself, I stabbed him at least six times. Yeah. Like I just went for it. It keeps growing too every time he thinks about it. Cause at first he's like, I stabbed him at least three times. And then it's later, it's like at least six times. <laughs> I think that at that point we should post that picture of me stabbing you with my <laughs> knife from Comic Con. Yes. <laughs> That was, a, that was a fun, ridiculous photo shoot. We were oh, like, man. this pillar will be a skill pillar, and I will stab you. That was how we dealt with our pain. <sighs> it hurt us so much. Um, yeah, poor fool. 
just got so fucked up. It got so fucked up. So is that the same? Like that's this is like the trip to Oaks by Water, right? Like yeah. So not... they go, they go shopping. They don't get anything she needs, and then the dog thing happens, and then they go eat. And then and then there's an apple, and then he saps the right. Phone. So when it's uh B B has to use the bathroom. So when she leaves to go to the bathroom, instead she she helps the beggar, and. I just love that it's like, I'm going to like do better, and I'm going to take you shopping, and then I'm going to stab the man, and then I'm going to leave you, and then you're going to get kidnapped. Sorry. And then I'm going to realize how fucking dumb I am while I'm wandering No, he's already in deep fast. shit. He's already in deep shit because they go shopping, and then he has, like, he, he goes into full berserker mode and, like, beats the shit out of that guy and kills that dog. And it's like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like everyone around in that scene is very much like he did what he should have done. That was that was wrong. What was happening? And no one was stopping it. And he stopped it. And he's like the highest ranked guy here. So that's appropriate. And so I feel like it's weird that Riddle was like, this isn't cool. Like, we are taking B. Like, we're taking her. Like, I can't watch you act like this. So <laughs> it, to me, it indicates that like from Fitz's point of view, he's being very methodical, but from the out from from the exterior point of view he must be so violent like That's fits oh yeah it's chaotic. just yeah. it's i feel like it's pretty shocking even from the reader's point of view not yeah it's it's extremely violent for that well because he doesn't even try to like talk him down or like he just walks up and he's like okay well we're doing this i'm gonna break your legs off <laughs> But there's all these little hints throughout these books that, like, Fitz doesn't want a wit companion, but is, like, he's given all these opportunities to bond with various animals. Like, he he has these, like, very fleeting but deep connections with all these animals that come through. And not every animal, but, like, but some. And that, that dog, he seems to be mm-hmm. just so connected to in that moment that there's, like, no... like. You know, yeah, that's a crazy thing to not even like try to like talk everybody out and like solve the solve the issue with a discussion. But for him, it's like no, it's like happening to him, right? Like he was tortured once; he knows exactly what that's like. So it wasn't for him; it was the only logical reaction. Oh, fits. Um, but what gets me is that after all that's happening and Riddle's like, we're going to take her, we're going to take her. And Fitz is just like, kind of like freaking out in his mind. Like, okay, how do I fix the situation? We're going to like eat and then I'm going to get more, like all this other stuff for her. She's missing for like a half hour and no one notices (laughs) because Shun won't shut up. Like, I hate her. I hate Shun. I hate her. She is the worst fucking sucks Fitz is so like a hundred percent distracted by everything she does yeah it's really upsetting I don't know why this, she seems to be the kind of person that he would ignore but for right. something about her he, he can't like it's cause like I he I can't think... put his finger on like who she is and like what it's like everything she does on. comes off across as like an emergency or needing to be dealt with right now. And so it like mm-hmm. triggers that like action part of his brain, I guess. 
because he's like, oh, I've got to got to pay attention to this. Oh God, it's more nonsense. I hate it. Why is she talking? I mean, do you think it's like the pack mentality where it's like he doesn't know it, but it's like she is pack, so he has to address her oh, needs, maybe. like maybe on some level. But he has no problem. Like, I mean, when Shade calls, he always goes running. But he kind of he doesn't have like a problem even telling like Shade or even Queen Ketrickin, like, no, I'm gonna do my thing. Like, B's not coming to court. Like, none of that stuff. I mean, he has a problem telling Ketrickin, no. Yeah, I mean, certainly. Ketrickin specifically, but. I don't know if that's like a a sex thing or a, I don't mean <laughs> well, like I don't actually, mean like I mean like gender thing. Right. Well, I don't I don't think that I don't think that Fitz is meant to be attracted to Shun. I don't think that no, was no, no, supposed no. to read it. I, but I mean, I think gender does play into Fitz's. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. His thoughts. I was just, I just read us, I'm doing, I'm like a little bit ahead, trying not to read too far ahead because then I forget, but um, he's talking to Katrickin about how she's witted and like, he's like, yeah, I kind of always knew you were witted. And she's like, well, it would have been nice if you had told me that I was fucking witted. Um, but they're talking, he basically was like, oh, it's when he comes out of the skill pillar and he's like spilling everywhere. Yeah. And he, I'm actually just he got spills there. Yeah. at, yeah, and he's spilling at Ketrickin, and like he tells her, he's like, "Oh, Night Eyes loved you. He, that he he was like the mate that he would have chosen for us. You were the mate that he would have chosen for us, and all this stuff." And like, that's it's, awkward. It's awkward, but it's Ketrickin, so she's like, she takes it at face value, and she finds it like very moving mm-hmm. because she respected and liked Night Eyes too, because they had a little bit of a connection. I mean, I don't think he and... says it exactly like that, but it's like, oh yeah, he. He definitely like bonded with you and understood what you were saying and what you were feeling, and it was like, and said that you were like a superior woman. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, it was and, like yeah. like a very night eyes way of put, putting it. Like night eyes. Yeah, it's like that. Like that's one tough. Yeah, bitch. like night eyes like... <laughs> is basically bonded with you, kind of. Yeah, and I mean, I think that if I think that after she was widowed, if Fitz had like gone to Catrickin and been like let's date or get married or whatever oh yeah it would have happened she would have done it yeah 100 percent. of course if he was like i'm ready to be sacrificed and i want to be with you she would have been like hell yes let's do this yeah you know awkward hooking up with your husband's nephew but okay i mean they kind of already did well yeah i guess they did i guess it's (laughs) fine when it's but when it's like not a trick (laughs) when it's not like a magical trick (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, there's something about Shun that he just can't say no. He just has to like, and, and, and look at what happens to her. Look at her, the choices that she makes because no one around her can say no. Do you, is it her? Is it like her innate, like uh, manipulation, maybe through the skill of people that they just do what she wants? Because I think that they'd be nicer about it, but she's just so awful. I don't know. I think it tweaks Fitz's, like, desire to be the protector for a lady. 
and in a way that like B doesn't B doesn't vocalize that she needs help in any way and it doesn't like it doesn't like tweak that part of his brain that like he wants to be that protector that hero you know what I mean like it's yeah like, yeah she's um, she's constantly saying someone someone help me someone someone do something for me and B is never saying that and he wants to be that for B but B doesn't like in any way vocalize her need for it even though she does need it so Shun provides him accomplishable problem solving because she provides feedback and clear communication yeah it's the haptic feedback he needs when he tweets he needs that little little, little (laughs) when he touches the Yep. Keys. And poor Fitz Vigilant. I also just read the part where Lant is like, wait a second, she's my sister. Oh, and then Fitz is like, Fitz is like, I, oh, oh, no. <laughs> I'm not ask- the look on his face, I'm not asking about that. I don't know what that's for. <laughs> la, 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 la. And it was like, like five minutes earlier, he was talking to, he was like spilling the beans about everything that was going on and he's like yeah, we stayed up all night thinking about a solution to fix this problem and <laughs> late into the night, me and Shud working together we woke up really yeah. late <laughs> I like yeah. that Ashley was like they're gonna totally like get together yeah. and he's gonna freak out and I'm like yes and then they're yep. gonna realize they're related it's gonna be yeah. terrible but here's the thing, that's Fitz's fault because Shade honestly thought thinks that Fitz knows. Cause he th- all of these people are bad at communicating. Yeah, Shade's never said anything directly in his whole life, so he's like, Yes, I've given you all the clues. You should know, you know? <laughs> wink wink, okay, we all know we're all on the same page. And Fitz is like, I mean, Yeah, I'm on the same page. He should know because different he book. literally gave Shun his last name and <laughs> And then like winked at everyone. And then with Lant, he was like, oh, how'd you know it was because this is when he's like, oh, I don't I'm not going to tell you why, but I need you to look into these women, one of them being Huntswoman Laurel. And that's how Shade comes back and thinks you figured it out. How'd you figure that out? It's like nothing to do with that. Like Fitz is never thinking about you, Shade. I'm sorry. No, he's always thinking about the fool. It's like, I know that that's all what that's all you want is for Fitz to think of you first, but it's never going to (laughs) happen. That's Maybe you some winter motley. I'm never letting that sentence go. Oh, man. <laughs> gotten to the, the buttons, sentence. by the way. It's I've gotten just... to the buttons, and it is... Oh, it is... It's horrible. There, There is nothing I can imagine where it looks good. There's no way where I can imagine that amount of buttons where it doesn't look like weird, like, puppet toys made of wood with wooden but i just i can't wait is it not like revolutionary war jacket no it's even more (laughs) buttons than that it's like like the queen is wearing a dress where it's like she literally just has like twenty thousand buttons on the dress to the point where like when she moves it clacks (laughs) it's just ridiculous Fitz is wearing pants where the buttons go all the way down the outer seam and then like all the way up the front seam 
and then they're like on each part of his jacket and then on like the sleeve like there's just like 300 but i'm like this looks bad i guess i guess i was just stop and i can't wait to draw i was imagining like double-breasted and then sleeves did no it's so many more buttons than that did they have anything else to decorate their clothing with or is it that all we have is these buttons so just yeah I, I get the feeling that that expensive brocades and silks and things like that are not made in in the six duchies so that's are all they imported. all like tear away clothes and just tear them off <laughs> now they, they all come in they they all split in half well, what it makes me think of is, you know how for a, like a hot second in like the early 2000s, everyone put spikes on their clothes, like anywhere they could put spikes or... They go with their frosted you know, like tips. Rivets. It's just like bedazzling, but with buttons. Like those with buttons. So it's like a punk look, but instead of like the weird like pyramidal rivets or spikes or crystals. It's just buttons. It's just buttons. <laughs> It's really, it's like post-punk. A belt that's full of buttons. <laughs> I just need to start drawing some fashion poses of Fitz just in all of his, like, ridiculous outfits. Look, I challenge any listener to send me a design where that many buttons doesn't look bizarre and... I don't know. I don't even know how to just... Like, it, when I think of it in my mind, it just seems like... Not even folksy, like beyond folksy. Like, I'm sure it's not unattractive. (laughs) (laughs) Never letting that line go either. All right, that's all I have to say. That's all that this section inspired me to say is that. Sorry, Joey's shining a laser in here. I guess, I guess the podcast's over. To... <laughs> <laughs> Two, if I see the podcast is over. He's trying to get the cat to come in and bother me with this laser. And it is a cat. Hello, Whiteout. Hey. No, she's too focused on the laser. That's fine. Thanks for interrupting everything. I can't talk about stuff in front of you. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. Well, I guess we're over then. Good night. Oh, good, good night. night. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.